Fish at six, and it's a date night slash birthday night. Happy birthday to Nate Fisher. We're going to go out and uh, celebrate with my eldest son, one of my two favorites. I'm Mike Fisher, your trusty and trusted reporter. This is the Fishbowl. That is the star. Uh, and yes, the 75-member staff. All over all sorts of cowboy stuff today. We'll do it with our top 10. Get in, get on. Be good. Bring something of intellect to the table. Uh, I'll run things if you don't mind. Pull up a big, comfortable silver and blue cowboy chair and let's roll. Jonathan Hankins, high ankle sprain, but not too serious. I take that to mean that it's not season ending, uh, that nothing's broke. Uh, and now a man of that size, uh, that, that that's a lot of weight to have to put on a mild high ankle sprain, which to me, I used to kind of think that was kind of a oxymoron. A high ankle sprain is generally bad. We will monitor this. So what do they do? What about Sue? You know how we do this here, straight dope, no bullsh. I'm perfectly willing to entertain the concept in an entertaining thumbnail. It is not the plan. And we've talked about Sue the last couple of years and the negative to him. You know, he played last year, played in the Super Bowl after signing with the Eagles. And I do remember Cowboy Nation going, oh no, Sue's signing with the Eagles. You know, and he ended up with uh, whatever, one tackle or something. Uh, he's 36, hadn't played in a year. And then here's the knock on him. And I won't, I, I, you know, I often say on this show, I don't say anything about an athlete that I wouldn't say to his face, at least not a Dallas athlete, because I actually have to be in his face. I don't think I would say this to Sue's face, but I will say it to you. His reputation, and uh, I mean, he was one of the most fearsome players of his generation, a defensive, a run-stopping defensive tackle that would get upfield. And uh, also a guy that would use his cleats and step on your face. And a little nasty, nothing along with a little nasty, I guess, as long as it's happening for your team and not against it. Kind of plays when he wants to play. Josh Randor, $5 pitch in. Brandon Aubrey, 15, final score. Brandon Aubrey, 15, Eagles, 13. Hey, that's true. So, uh, and again, he was with the Eagles last year and they went to the Super Bowl, but chemistry-wise, we're going to bring a guy to our team late in the season, He's going to ring chase, but he's going to kind of, you know, play when he wants to and work. Yeah, no. Uh, what about Akeem Hicks? Uh, it's a good question. Nick Burston. Wish my name was Nick Burston. Uh, I got asked this question like a month ago when he was on the street. And I, and I said, we have to always remind ourselves why the guy's on a street, on the street. And I said to my buddy then, because I've got a buddy, not unlike many of us, 70,000 fish heads in Cowboy Nation who are getting ready to hit the like button here in a moment. And of course, subscribe. Why, why are these guys on the couch? Well, the last time I looked at Keem Hicks now, it's been a month. Nobody's signed him. Jason Ace, you're not, you're not listening to what I'm telling you. I appreciate it couldn't hurt to sign Sue to the practice squad. First of all, you're not understanding the practice squad. Everybody gets signed to the practice squad now. That's the that's the portal. 
no matter who the, the Cowboys could sign Joe Montana and he would start on the practice squad. I don't know why I picked Joe Montana. Jim Brown would make any difference. So start him on the practice squad. No, that's that's natural. That's normal. That's what you would do. But they, they're they not interested in that. And I'm telling you the, the central reason, the downside of signing Sue, it is not their plan. You, you can you can keep typing all you want that they should do it. It is not their plan. And I'm telling you why. Item three, what is the plan? It's two-pronged Kenneth L. Notice how Dowdle is starting to get more carries. McCarthy finally listening to us. I'm going to get to McCarthy in a minute. Uh, he was nervous going into last night, and we'll get there. Yes, it's a good point, Lorenzo Diaz. If you needed a nose tackle, couldn't you just sign Big Dom? <laughs> it's Mozzie's time. And uh, Mark P. points out, Sir Neville Gallimore, sir? Of course. Contribute. Osa, having a very good year. Absolutely. Um, it's Mozzie's time. <clears throat> this this is this was the plan. In fact, Mozzie being elevated to the top of rotation was not going to happen because Hankins got hurt. It was going to happen because he's just that good. Macau, I thought they would pay Shaq Lawson, uh, Shaq Leonard. I didn't, and I told you they wouldn't. Why don't you people listen to me? I told you they weren't. I told you it wasn't going to be about money. I told you that the whole time, and it wasn't for either team. The Eagles didn't pay him either. JBJ, Mozzie's trash. Too early to say. And I think the word that you're probably looking for, if you want to sound like you have any class at all as a human being, unless you're an Eagles fan, is bust. Mozzie's a bust is what you could say. And I'm saying it's too early. He's a kid. Uh, as always, it's the Cowboys. So they probably grossly overhyped him. I think they did. He's the biggest. He's the strongest. He, uh, they, they talked about how he can get, get upfield and get sacks. No, he can't. <laughs> Not even close. First of all, he can't get upfield, let alone get sacks. B. Teeling, Fish, I listen to you. That's why I'm here. I appreciate that. And it doesn't mean that your opinions don't have great, great value to me, but you know how I like to do it. I like fact-based opinions. And just saying, we should sign Sue is not a fact-based opinion. Kenneth L., don't start Peter Dinklage talk on us tonight. It's date night. It's a very serious night. Deke Applegate, $10 pitch in. I wish my name was Deke Applegate. Three takes, pun intended. Three takeaways, pun intended. One, Sirianni looked in shock. We said this going in. He, he is, I don't think he's an offensive guru. I don't think he's a defensive guru. I think he's a motivation. He's an emotional motivator. I think he motivates with emotion. And his team is reflective of the coach. Now that's often a sign of a good coach. If a team is reflective of their coach, especially when the record's 10 and three, listen, the Eagles didn't all of a sudden turn bad. Well, they're all of a sudden playing bad. They didn't all of a sudden turn bad. The Eagles are good. They're a good team. Not as good as the Cowboys. <laughs> but they're a good team. The Cowboys do not think the Eagles are as good as the Cowboys. That, I promise you. So, did Sirianni look like he, 
he he did kind of look like he was in shock because once I steal your your emotional bag of tricks away from you, now what are you going to do? You're going to pep talk your way out of not scoring an offensive touchdown? How are you going to pep talk your way out of that? You're going to wear a T-shirt? That's going to motivate your way out of not being able to move the football? Are you going to show some cool, funny video that's going to make your defense not be the 28th ranked defense in football now? Item two, uh, Cox in the verge of tears. Yeah, again, emotion. And item three, Hertz looks broken. Um, the Bosa blueprint that we talked about, he didn't, I don't think he really was about the injury part of this, but but I am. Shadow him. The, 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 the running back can be the running back. Swift can be the running back. He can have his effectiveness. By the way, speaking of, oh no, the Eagles signed another guy. Remember in the offseason when they signed Rashad Perry, uh, Penny from, oh no, from Seattle. Oh no. He's a healthy scratch every week. He doesn't even play, and he's not hurt. So just because Howie Roseman wanted him doesn't make him good. And right now, the Eagles roster is not better. Howie Roseman's roster is not better than Stephen Jonesman's roster. It's not. Ranger X just gifted a Mike Fisher membership. How generous of you in this Christmas season. Mozzie. And on the practice squad, six foot five, 330 pound, 31 year old Carl Davis. That's the plan. Listen, if, if at this point, and he might be able to do some Hankins, I mean, he should be able to do some Hankins things, former third round pick. Now, it was a decade ago, it's 31, but he's been a part time starter in the league for a long time. Carl Davis, uh, I hope that Mozzie's good enough to have Carl Davis play behind him. That would be good. That'd be really good. But this is going to be about Mozzie and Carl. Uh, story, if you want to know more about Carl Davis and the situation, go to CowboysSI.com. Richmond, Shaq looked lost in Eagle uniform. He had two tackles. Go look at what the Cowboys linebackers did compared to what Shaq Leonard did. Bell and Clark were all over the place. They did four times what he did as I told you, might be the case. He's just a run-stopping jag. Dominic, you're not listening. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quit. I'm going to quit looking at your questions now. If, if we're going to sit down and have a, a, a meal together like we are here, because it's dinner time and you're in the kitchen with your family and uh, your version of sugar is cooking up the chili because it's cold and the kids are watching this as if I'm a... Uh, uh, Edward R. Murrow, like it's a news program. <laughs> and you're just going to keep typing, yeah, but we should sign Sue. Then, I, then I'll, I'm going to quit addressing it. That's enough for me. Item four, after the game, DQ takes out his phone. Dink, 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 And sends a text message to everybody on his team on the defense. And it was a message about them all having the heart of a warrior. They pitched a shutout. 
for all practical purposes against the fearsome Jalen Hurts, that unstoppable offensive line, the two-headed monsters at wide receiver. Dallas Goddard, what are we going to do? How are we going to possibly? And the tush push. Heart of Warriors. This team, by and large, has that team's number. And that's because this team, psychologically or otherwise, is better. Now, for an, on another day, we could talk about how the 49ers might have the same advantage over Dallas. A conversation for another day. <laughs> Item six. Uh, our Bree Amaranthus hanging out with Micah Parsons, who had the 102 degree temperature. And uh, I'm sure he had his mom giving him chicken noodle soup. If I have legs, if I have two legs, I'm playing. If I have two legs, I'm playing. So we knew he would. We didn't know that he would play with the flu. And everybody's got to do their flu game because of Michael Jordan. Uh, he, I, thought he, I thought he played very well. And of course, he got that 12.5 sack that puts him in a club that only has two guys in it. Only two guys have ever had their first three NFL seasons include 12, 12, and 12 or more sacks in each of those seasons. And that's Reggie White, and that's this kid. I hate, Big Mike says I was nervous. I get it. Different, it, things, it was different. That was different. I, I had my appendix taken out, sat at home on the phone watching video, spitting out ideas to shoddy, and then, uh, you know, I show up Friday and let's go win a football game on Sunday night on national television. Zach Luna, $5 pitching. Eagles ranked number 32 in third down defense. Yeah, their numbers are ugly. And... um Listen, I hope that you're, if you're a regular here, and many of you obviously are, 70,000 of you, we we covered all this on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday morning. Their, their linebackers stink. Their secondary is slow. If somehow you can win some battles up front, because their defensive front is very good, if you can win some battles up front, you beat their defense, period. I thought it was brilliant to have Kevontae Turpin involved earlier. Earlier in the game. And, of course, he gets the carry on, on third down on the third play of the game, as I recall. And I didn't get a chance to ask, is it on, was that, like, completely on purpose or was it just a play call? But if it was just a little bit on purpose, I thought it was genius the way it accentuated, here we come with something that you cannot match. We could all get in big tush-push wrestling matches. Our offensive line could wrestle with your defensive line. Your defensive line could put... But you guys can't run with us. They can't run with Cooks. They can't run with Turpin. And they can't run with Pollard. And they can't cover C.D. Lamb. So I wasn't particularly nervous for Big Mike, but I must tell you I'm enjoying this very much. Oh, that Mike McCarthy is a pretty good offensive quarter. No shit, Sherlock. I said it the day he walked in the building. I said he's the best offensive quarter and play caller in the building. I said it the day he walked into the star. And I said it, meaning no disrespect to Kellen Moore. Mike McCarthy 
is a better offensive coordinator, play caller, coach than Kellen Moore. He's better. Let Kellen Moore have 15 years of experience, and then we'll talk again. A lot of you guys talking about Ferguson, and you should be. He's a big biscuit. And it's it's fun to watch Ferguson um, kind of perform in a way that speaks to you and for you. I mean, he's got a don't mess with Texas way of playing tight end, doesn't he? Item nine, the officiating. Comical is what Micah Parsons called it as he was uh, held and grabbed and clutched again. Uh, I'll repeat this if you hadn't heard me talk about this. Before we say that Micah is treated unfairly, we'd have to go back and look at every snap of Miles Garrett, TJ Watt, and Nick Bosa to see how many times are they clutched and grabbed and snuggled with? You, I, I don't know if Mike is treated unfairly unless I compare it to everybody else. Sorry to bring logic to the table instead of just cowboy passion. Sorry. Jerry says, unbelievable. I saw that holding. all that. I, It's unbelievable. Well, first of all, Jerry, now, you could do something about it. And I know because I'm... F-O-J, friend of Jerry, I know why you don't, Jerry. You like the controversy. You like that on Thursday, we're still going to be talking about Kadarius Tony lining up offsides. It's the number one story in the NFL today. Kadarius Tony lining up offsides. Number one story. Usurping even the Cowboys, which is hard to do. Quentin S., Tyron Smith, playing like a Hall of Famer. Linebackers, playing out of their minds. I, I wonder if the linebackers, by the way, the two kids were like, yeah, I remember. I think I remember Shaq. Uh, he had a different name in Indianapolis. They think he's, they don't think he's better than we are, do they? I, I could see them being a little inspired by that, yes. Steve Nelson, Mahomes the crybaby, by the way, Uncle Fish Premium. How do I get to be Uncle Fish Premium with a circle and a star? Ask the fellas, they'll show you how. Let we, we have to be, first of all, we have to understand that the owners like it this way. They like us talking about the officiating in bars and bar rooms all the way till Thursday. They like it because Jerry could fix this one way or, or, or make steps towards fixing it. Like, for instance, make the officials full time. No fat official, no, no official could be too fat. No official could be too old and no part time officials. This is a trillion dollar industry. And they got high school principals and insurance salesmen out there trying to run it. It's absurd. Comical and unbelievable. But we got to make sure we don't pile on. Kadarius Tony in Kansas City lined up offsides, like a lot offsides. And I know exactly, I, I, I actually, I talked to an old wide receiver about this today. I know exactly why I did it. He knew what was coming and he was so excited and nervous that he, he, he got into his own head and lined up off sides. And Andy Reid goes, well, you know, they're supposed to give me a warning. Dude, 
he's basically lined up as a tight end. You think officials are supposed to run over to you every time the left tackles lined up offside? No, they don't. The communication is when a guy's out wide. Am I good? Am I good? Am I good? By the way, Tony looks at the official and says, am I good? And my understanding is the official did not respond, did not say, no, you're good. Did not say, no, you're good. Why didn't Tony just look at the ball and go, I don't think I'm good at all. So want to blame some things on the refs? Let's blame some things on the refs. Let's, let's blame the fact that, that this system has robbed them of their balls. Let's blame the fact that somehow uh, we're having a tough time replacing the 60-year-olds. Nothing against 60-year-olds. I love 60-year-olds. But if Brandon Cooks is running a nine route and I'm the official that's supposed to cover it, I'm probably going to have a tough time catching him. And finally, and we'll do more on this uh, tomorrow morning, about what one locker room leader said on offense and what one locker room leader said on defense. On offense, Dax, think about, you know, I have high standards. I have super high standards. I, I, I really think if I would have played up to my standards, we would have scored 50. And he just says it so calmly and casually that it's given up 30 every week. Why not? And then there's Tank Lawrence. And, of course, Micah has taken over as the voice of the defense, at least publicly. But uh, privately, Tank is still very much involved. Tank is the used to be my go-to guy uh, in, uh, on the defense. Was, uh, him and Dez over in the corner. And I'd go hang out with Tank and Dez. And I would give Tank the forum to say – something outrageous about the upcoming opponent in a way that would motivate. And his plan was, I want to motivate my own team. I remember, I, I need to look him up, but like against, we got a game against the Saints coming up and he would say, we're, we're just going to go smash them in the mouth. I mean, they, they can't handle us. And I'm like, you, you want me to put that on the radio? And the, Yeah, yeah, we're going to smash them right in the mouth. They can't handle us. He wanted that out there because he thought it inspired his younger teammates, his teammates to go, oh, my Tank said, we're better. I guess we are. And or Tank said, we better win or else. I guess we better. Spark Chaser, why is Jalen Books not playing? Because he's not good enough. So Tank last night, post game, says, as he's getting dressed, you punch him in the mouth. You punch him in the mouth again. You punch him in the mouth again. And then just when you get him to quit, he's talking about the Eagles. Just when you get him to quit, you punch the MFers in the mouth again. Woo! One problem. And you can go read about this right now at CowboysSI.com. You can see it also on Twitter at Fish Sports. He didn't say bleep bleepers. He didn't say bloop, bloop, bloop. He didn't say bullshit. He, he, he said the word. What is that? A is that a twelve letter word? <laughs> a multi letter word? Is that twelve letter? <laughs> I guess it's twelve letters. And ESPN put it on TV. Oops. More about punching bleep bleepers in the mouth. Seven twenty. Breakfast at Fishies tomorrow morning and CowboysSI.com right now. Fish out. Thank <laughs> you.